everyone and welcome back to the It's Good To Talk podcast. Today, this is a solo one. Uh, we did take a week or two off there. Uh, I was off on a little bit of a holiday with some friends, uh, but I am back now. And today we're going to be talking about something that pretty much started me into the mental health uh, sphere, and that is universities and a general problem that students tend to have in terms of their mental health and what has resulted for many into suicide. Now, in the UK, this is a, a big problem. A lot of people don't really want to talk about it, but it is a far bigger problem, I think, we allow ourselves to think about in the general sphere. Now, to give an idea about my background and where I'm coming from from all this, uh, this podcast itself actually started with a university group uh, called Student Mind. Uh, that's what this was. It became independent at the end of last year, but all the time up to then, it was part of a university group, uh, Student Minds, which is a larger university um, university charity um, here in the UK. Uh, but I was president of uh, Student Minds at Canterbury Christchurch University, and it seemed like an appropriate thing to do during lockdown because a lot of people were, of course, um, really struggling from the start all the way through, and it seemed like an obvious thing to take online with uh, the podcast. And it's had a lot of changes. We're now independent. I'm no longer at the university. Um, but that's kind of how this podcast started. And many of our more well-known guests, such as Call Me Chris, um, the YouTuber and, uh, of course, TikTok star, was on here when it was still a university uh, mental health uh, podcast. So this podcast itself has a real root in the issues with mental health and universities. Beyond that, I myself, of course, having been a student and, and studying at different places, I was also a member of staff at the university as well, uh, dealing with different areas um, as well as normal student interaction and admin and uh, things like that. I also was the president of a couple of societies um, that dealt with uh, mental health issues such as uh, Student Minds and also um, the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society where I was uh, president and the instructor actually started in that group as the Wellbeing Officer. Now the, the group originally was just the Self-Defence Society but we saw a need after a suicide. There was a suicide um, that a few of us knew or knew of uh, the person that had uh, um, unfortunately ended their life and so we decided to change it into the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society. So there was some direct correlation there as well um, and my other podcast on here is originally with the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society. So I had that interaction there as well, as well as being a member of staff for the university itself. So I have had different interactions, not just as a student, but actually as a member of staff as well. And so I can kind of take a different perspective in different ways from that. Um, many people will know that I have quite a strong uh, opinion-based uh, interactions and anecdotal evidence uh, for a lot of it with uh, certain universities, including Canterbury Christchurch University, which I've never been silent about. And universities have a big problem here. They, they really do. Um, now, obviously, uh, there are better and worse universities when it comes to uh, suicide. But in, in the past few years, there have been nearly 400 uh, student deaths through suicide that have been recorded. The problem with this, um, beyond the fact that, that itself, you know, 400, around 400 deaths through suicide is just 
unimaginable. Uh, to put it in perspective, there are only just over 100 universities in the UK. So if, if it was equally shared out, that's four per university over the past few years, which is just unacceptable. Now, the biggest issue that comes from that is that these are only the ones that are reported. Recently, National World, uh, which you can find online if you search for National World, actually did a Freedom of Information Act uh, request on the rates of report from universities and found that 59% of universities did not actually give their numbers of uh, deaths from suicide from their students or actually didn't know what those numbers were. Not just not re reporting, but that potentially did not know what those numbers were at all. 59%, which means we're looking at just under 400 people having uh, taken their own lives as the reported ones alone, which is just unacceptable in any measure. Now, I know there's going to be some people out there go, well, you know, it's just students. They, they should do that. They should know it's going to be stressful. They should know it's going to be. And all this obvious nonsensical rhetoric where we, we look at blaming the student or blaming the, the victim of mental health. It's always something we do. As a society, it's something that's continually uh, happening. We, we say, well, that person should have known. That person should just be able to buck up and continue. That person shouldn't have done this if they couldn't handle the stress. And on and on and on and on and on. Instead of looking at the root cause or the things that we can do for it, what can happen, you know, if there's people having an issue here, why don't we do something about it? Rather than blaming the person, why don't we do something about it? Now, unfortunately, this is going to continue. People always try and take this view. Uh, the, the general kind of um, gammon-headed folk that, that uh, decides to protest into London for random things that they feel that they don't have to take part in, but then blame others for things that are affecting them, it continues. But the fact that universities have this kind of interaction with mental health is incredibly worrying. The fact that some of them either willfully or ignorantly do not report their numbers is terrifying um, when the numbers are already incredibly high. The fact that for some universities it's a bigger problem than others, that we can see that there are significant issues with one or two universities. Now the obvious one would be Bristol University. Now, Bristol University is known for having an issue. It, it, it's just known. I mean, you can literally, if you go onto uh, the internet and just search Bristol University suicides, taking their own life, you will find that they come up regularly. Now, are they the worst? It's hard to tell because of the uh, issues with the uh, with the statistics on this and who reports and who doesn't report. It's generally thought that the likelihood is that uh, Oxbridge is at the top of that due to various anxieties and stresses and the workload that's put on uh, people there. However, the fact that Bristol as a, a general university is also seen as incredibly high is worrying. And the response from universities is incredibly worrying as well. Now, the reason I say this is because um, when we look at, say, Bristol University, 
we can see, and I, I have it up in front of me, there was a, uh, a death of uh, Natasha Abrahart uh, back in 2018. And a court has ruled that uh, Bristol University actively discriminated against Natasha um, and states that the University of Bristol's actions contributed to her death. That is the finding of a court. They have said that that is part of it. Now the response from Bristol University is highly worrying. They've given the same rhetoric as everybody else does. Um, and they've said, you know, we do, we do our best. It's the same kind of thing you can expect from everyone, really. The biggest problem with their response is that they've stated that they may take legal action to appeal. Rather than take responsibility, rather than say, we fucked up, we need to do something, we need to support our students, we can't continue stuffing our head into the ground, we need to make sure that we have a robust system in place to make sure that this never happens again, their response is to finish off by sta stating that they don't know whether they're going to currently appeal the decision against them. It's disgusting. Actively disgusting. Even, even if behind closed doors that was the feeling from the university. Actively coming out and saying that, when the parents of Natasha are still struggling, they're still in pain, and it was the parents that took this to the court, that's your response. It's worrying. It is incredibly, incredibly worrying. When they talk about the fact that they have a framework in place, that they have student help there, but then go, but we might, we might peel this. Well, which is it? Which are you actually worried about? Are you worried about your image? Because you know what's gonna help your image is doing something about fucking mental health. Or is it that they actually care about the students? Now, respecting a court decision, acting on that from there and immediately putting in place new actions for the university to make sure that things are bolstered, probably the better option. But the court has heard it. The court has said that there will be, uh, there should be a payment to uh, the parents of 50,000 pounds. And that is the response. And it is sad. It is incredibly sad that this is something um, that's said there. The actual words here, I have of the Chief Executive of Youth Suicide Prevention, uh, Charity um, Papyrus. Many people inside and outside of education settings will find themselves supporting a loved one who may be struggling with thoughts of suicide. This can be very difficult situation to face. Many people will find this challenging and they need to know professional help and support is available. And that should have been where the university went, we're going to step up. 
But these words are showing that not all those do know that they're there. Because the biggest issue for Natasha was that certain uh, exams put in place that actively went against her anxiety. She had crippling anxiety with certain things. And the university actively discriminated against that issue that she had with her own mental health. What the court has said. And then the university wants to appeal it. Now, as this, um, as this person has said from Papyrus, students need to know that they can go to someone. Students need to know that they can actually find some help. And if your first port of call with a university is basically do it, not we care, we can find some solution, just do it, that isn't help. Now, I will say I've had direct go at Bristol there because theirs is the obvious case that's come up. But this is not isolated in, in a particular university. I've heard the same thing from Christchurch, that when people have gone to their lecturers, the, the lecturers basically said, well, you know, just deal with it. You just have to, you have to deal with it sometime. You have to grow up sometime. These are words of other students. When I was president of Student Minds, I had people coming up to me constantly with these kind of issues, with lecturers just not caring. I myself had this interaction with a lecturer who was, should not have been allowed near students. They simply shouldn't have been. When they knew about the, the, um, the personal issues that I was having, they just didn't care. They told me that I was making things worse for myself. That was their response. I don't think I've ever shouted at someone so loud as when I had that response from them. They took no account for issues. I myself had issues with anxiety and I was just told well, you should have come to me sooner and I would have done something. Not really thinking about the issue of what anxiety is. Now I will say that I also again worked at that university and the department that I worked in were also as angry as I was and the department that I worked in said that you know it's simply unacceptable and I saw that with their students they were incredibly good. There were some departments and there are some departments in several universities ones that I lambast and ones that I don't that are very good. University of Glasgow is incredible for their work with uh, mental health. They make sure of the phone calls and follow-ups, they make sure to give extra time when it's appropriate. They do everything that I think is possible, personally. Now for some people that may still not be enough, of course. But as a university that does work on mental health, they really are leading the way with that. And more universities need to. But the fact that it is not isolated is worrying. It's not isolated to that university. And again, we don't know what's happening to many students. We don't know what's causing them to do many things. We're, I've only talked about suicide here. 59% of, uh, of the things aren't reported. Well, there's your first issue. But then that's also ignoring any other issues. Being driven to drink, drugs, being driven to all sorts of issues in your mental health for years to come, anxieties, agoraphobia, anything else that might come from these things that added to your own mental health issues, we can't discard them either. The uptake in uh, support for mental health in universities has not been as great as it should be. I've seen many of the, uh, many of the training for university society groups and it's pathetic. 
I myself asked there for to be a mental health uh, officer in each group within societies and sports, and it was changed to an inclusion officer, which meant it was pushed aside. We had inclusion training instead, which was insufficient. There's no direct easy answer, I grant you. There's no straightforward, this is the way to do things. This is the way we solve everything. There is no easy answer, but the fact that with most of these things, it is a PR stunt, or they are more concerned about their own standing in the wider world than they are with their own students is abhorrent. And it needs to change. Universities do not do enough in this country, and I hasten to, to add, likely do not do enough in many countries. I do not have the stats in front of me for those other countries, but there's very few that are gonna be much better. Now, we know that being at university and at time at university is an increased time of stress, of anxiety. There's an increased chance of suffering or having some kind of triggering event to do with your mental health when you are in university. We know this. It's pretty well documented. So our first response should not be to protect ourselves as a university. Our first port of call should not be to shy away from our responsibilities at a university. Our first response should be to help those people and to put in every kind of uh, every kind of resource that we possibly can. Everything that we can. I found myself as president of student minds at uh, my university actually dealing with many students more one to one than a lot of the counsellors at the university. Now I say counsellors like this because of the fact that when I actually went on to a committee for mental health to help students, I believed at the time I may be the most vocal because it's kind of my MO. I am a generally vocal person. I will um, try and push the standards that I believe should be there on others. Before I had chance to speak in that meeting, another member of that committee, another student, on a completely different course to me, completely different year to me, and background, everything. The first words out of their mouth was, I want proof of the education of each of your counsellors because I do not believe they have any. That was the level that we were looking at. They were so poor at their interactions with students. This is from the counsellors. This is from the people who should be there when actual when actual resources are offered they were not believed to be up to standard by the students that were taking advantage of that service so when we finally did get to that service when we got through the rest of it when we got through the nonsense the standards were so low that many people didn't even believe they had any educational background to them whatsoever and this is not the words of myself it is the words of others so it's worrying and again it's anecdotal, I realise, and it is, could be seen as an isolated event of the university. But when we have courts in the UK stating that the actions of a university were a contributing factor to a person's suicide, and we have that university's response as being, we will do everything uh, we can, we're looking at different options including an appeal, then I think we see where that university actually kept. 
I've been in meetings with senior management staff of universities and argued with them about the fact that what they want to do will be something that is against the goodwill of the students. It's against the want of the students. It is something outside of what they need. And their response was to lie directly to me. Had it constantly where they simply lied. And I know they lied because someone tried to defend them. In fact, a student union president in this particular meeting tried to defend them and say what well, they had said behind closed doors. And I pointed out that that's not what was happening. And immediately senior management team had to shut it down because that person realized that they had been lied to as well. There was nothing in their actions that was for the students. And it's so common for that to be the case that there is a complete disconnect from the senior management team and the students. The people that see the students most often is generally the admin staff because you go into offices. When you don't know where, what your subject's um, schedule is, you'll go into the office to get a printed schedule. When you need to see about an extension or you're worried about uh, an essay, you'll go into the office and ask the admin staff. Yes, you have an interaction with the lecturers as well, but they are the ones that talk to them. And so I think a, a starting point would be to make sure that they have some kind of training, even if it's simply mental health first aid. It would be something, it would be a start. I myself was mental health, mental health first aid in higher education, specific to higher education, when I worked at the university. That's why as many times when people came into the office, I would talk to them. And I was not the most senior in the office at any, any time. In fact, at one point, I was the least senior person in that office and still took that role forward because it was something that I had um, had some interaction with. Now, was I amazingly trained? No, it's the, effectively one of the lowest forms of training you can have, but it was a training that I had that others didn't. So I had an ability to talk to students in a way to hopefully help them and try and post them in the right way they might get help. But the fact that most universities, if any at all actually, give this as a standard is just mind-boggling. You should have a standard where every member of your staff, at least in the admin and lecturers, are actually mental health first aid trained. When you have lecturers responding and saying that, no, you can't do um, your exams, your essays this way because you just can't, as was the, was the case with Natasha at Bristol University. Uh, when you have them simply saying, well, you have to grow up sometimes, uh, simply as the case was at Christchurch. When you have people saying that um, you just have to do it and if there's, if there's any kind of issues whatsoever, that's not our concern, it is yours, as has happened at various other universities such as Salford, University of Kent, Brighton, Warwick, Westminster. I'm not isolated in my knowledge of these events because I talk to other students, because I was part of the student union, because I have been a private tutor and talked to people as they've moved on to universities. I know these interactions every time they fall flat. As I say, one of the only universities I've come across where I've had good responses myself and with the people that I know has been the University of Glasgow. And there will always be a university until I hear otherwise that I will say is a higher standard. Is their standard as high as it, can, uh, as it can be? No, of course it's not. Of course it's not. And I'm, I'm certain there will be a case somewhere that I have not heard about that is an awful reflection on them. But when there is that much of a gap where the basic, are you okay, can we help you, here's an extension, let us see what we can do, 
is seen as so outstanding that I push that university to the top in my thought. What does that say about every university under them? It's a worrying reflection on where we are as a society with our universities that that is where we have to come to. It is just, it's a distressing state of affairs that that is where we are. The National Union of Students themselves have said that they believe we are in a student mental health crisis. They're deeply concerned about the issue of, of suicide in higher education. In fact, again, I'm reading the words of others because uh, much of this is, I've, I understand, is anecdotal rhetoric from myself because of my experiences. So I'll read the words from a spokesman of the National Union of Students once again using somebody else's words that is you can find online this is their concern as a, as a group that deal with every university in the country and every college spokesman said students are burned and burdened with anxiety feeling overlooked by those in power generally lecturers especially certain lecturers as i said i do not believe should be anywhere near students and unsupported in addressing the financial difficulties that compound the student mental health crisis. Students have been campaigning for university welfare services to improve for many years. I know that personally because I have been doing it since 2004. It's when I started university. I started in 2004, started a degree in politics at the University of Kent. So I have to say, we're relatively good. Were they the best? No. Did they muck up? Yes. And I was starting on campaigns then. I was part of student union politics back in 2004, 2005. And I have not seen that much of an increase in any of the services that are given from any university. Anywhere near that. I've been part of that fight for students. When I was redoing, I'm still doing, I'm still studying because I enjoy education. And I still don't see it now. Nearly 20 years later. And although we've seen additional funding for institutions as a result of our efforts, there is still progress to be made. And that's the point. Money gets thrown. Money doesn't solve the fucking issue. Throwing money at everything does not solve a mental health crisis. It just doesn't do it. I mean, the first thing that was mentioned there about finances, when I started university in 2004, uh, my yearly... Uh, my yearly... Um, Tuition fees were £1,500, so 4500 for my first undergraduate degree. They're more than double that entire three years for one year now, being over 9000 a year. That is, of, of course, part of what they mean by the finances. But simply going, here's some money, sort it out, doesn't solve the fucking issue at all. You need staff that actually care, and that's the problem. Lecturers are at the root cause of a lot of these issues because lecturers effectively decide on a lot of things around the grading of your work of course how your work is carried out how the essays the exams everything is actually happening that's how you, you get interaction with it you have a, a personal tutor and i have to say my personal tutor at christchurch was also the one that said i was making it worse myself 
they've ever made that fucking decision and just slap around the goddamn frame. Now, if your interaction with those is lecturers, then, well, they need to be part, more part of the discussion. They actually need to be relatable people. They can't just be someone off the street who has the right qualification because that's not enough. That's just not enough. They have to be people that can actually work with students. They can actually work with the stresses and the anxieties of students. A lot of students are in that crossover between true adulthood, as many of us would see it now, although most of us would still argue we don't know what the hell we're doing, as, as is the trend on many areas, and being a child, because many people come straight from home. You know, They come from a place where they were potentially mollycoddled. And it is very hard in that crossover. Now, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that go, oh, well, I, when I was a kid, shut up. There's no different when you were a child. There's no different in your day with that. You felt the same. You were still as vulnerable as they were. And if you weren't, it's because, you, <laughs> you know what? Your parents gave you too much fucking money to try and cut you off from the world. Every one of us has had that issue, that vulnerable stage of our life. And if the people that we are relying on to set up the rest of our life, because that's what you're told, even though there's many places outside of university and actually even your university grades at any level don't dictate what might happen at the next one, you're told that it's the turning point in your life and it's going to set you up for the rest of your life and tell you that. The people that we deal with at that point, the people that are in control of that should be able to be human beings and many of them do not act like it. Now I will say personally one of my favourite lecturers to this day from the University of Kent is Dr Ian McKenzie. He was and is wonderful and I am incredibly lucky to have had that lecturer. Were all my lecturers that good? Hell the fuck no, especially not in my first year as an undergrad. Now I am lucky in that um, Dr McKenzie was my lecturer both in undergrad and my dissertation supervisor in my Masters in Political Theory. I'm incredibly lucky that I had such a wonderful lecturer who did interact with me very well, who dealt with me when I was going through unimaginable issues with mental health, to the point where I was in his office nearly in tears at one point, not knowing if I would even be able to finish my master's degree, not knowing if my extension was going to be accepted, not knowing what I was doing. And his immediate response was, wait there got on the phone, immediately rang through and just said, look, I know you can't tell me, but it's going to be all right. Yeah? That was it. That was it. One simple phone call. As far as I know, he wasn't even on the phone to someone. As far as I know, he could have been talking to thin air. But just that reassurance, that idea that you go, you know what, this student is in front of me, nearly in tears, this student is in front of me that I know suffers from mental health issues. This student is in front of me in distress, how do I deal with it? And Dr. Ian McKenzie of the University of Kent was absolutely fantastic in that. We changed that to when I was at Canterbury Christchurch with uh, Rebecca Kent is the, the lecturer and her response to my wife having um, terminal cancer was basically to say, well, you're making it worse on yourself. 
um, and I need her to prove that she's um, got cancer. And with, with no feeling, even after my wife passed away, there was no feeling there. And it was just continuous, well, you should just, you know, you should probably just quit. Even though my grades did not reflect what she was saying, of like I, showing me that I could do it. Given in her class, I was actually good in the 90 percentile. This is the difference. And lecturers are like this. Lecturers are from one side to the other. But for the love of God, stop throwing money at the fucking problem. Actually get lecturers who have some humanity. Have lecturers who can deal with people. Now, I'm not saying that we can't have those other lecturers helping uh, create the course. Because, of course, they have their background for good reason. Even the lecturers that I may hate can do their subject. They have a good CV for that subject. As researchers would be absolutely fantastic. Do I think they should be allowed anywhere near students as personal tutors or heads of the department? Fuck no. Because they are part of the goddamn problem, as we have seen with Natasha and Bristol. The university, in the way they interact, in the way they simply are callous to someone's anxiety, can push them to an act of suicide. That is unacceptable. Now, would Natasha or many other students have completed suicide without the interaction of the university? Possibly. We don't know. We can't know. It's not in our mind to know. However, we have sufficient evidence, as the court saw, on this one, uh, one case alone, of which there have been many more, that do they have an effect in speeding that process up to making it more likely? Yes. We have institutions which have a duty of care to people that are already, simply by the fact they are turning up, are in a vulnerable position, a turning point in their life, and they're not cared about. So many fights I had when I was involved in student politics with the universities because I was the one person that wouldn't shut the fuck up. Many other students as well. There were many of us that just stood there and said, fuck you, we're not going away. But some people can't do that, couldn't, were pushed aside. I had interactions with someone because they were in a massively vulnerable position, had to take themselves out of their own student accommodation and put themselves into something else. And the university just said, well, you've, you've done this to yourself. We're keeping all your money that you've paid us because of this. And we would charge you even more when they were in a vulnerable position because of where they were. And it took people standing and saying, fuck you. You're not doing this to someone. You're not taking advantage of the vulnerable for the university to ever listen. And that's the problem. Universities think of their profit margins. They think of their reputation first. I've always said the easiest way to deal with the university is not to threaten lawyers and, and lawsuits. It's not to look for their educational standards. It's to threaten them with the press. Because they are so concerned about how they look to the outside world that they will do anything to try and protect it. And that is not acceptable. It should be the case that if you bring up a standards commission that they should be worried. Because they should think we need to do something. Why are we not up to this standard? Well, that's terrifying. We need to make sure that we are okay. 
but they're not worried because they just lie. It is not acceptable that the way the universities are run when it comes to mental health. It is not acceptable the fact that they turn their back on every problem that they can't think of an immediate solution to. There needs to be better understanding of mental health. There needs to be university lecturers, university administration staff that have the standard mental health first aid for higher education and a standard should be part of their goddamn training. Should be part of their training. So that before they say the nonsensical comebacks that they always come to, they actually take some time and think of some fucking humanity. They actually take a step back and go, you know what? I'm going to shut my mouth because I'm not in the situation this student is in. I don't know what this student has been through. I don't understand this student's point of view. I don't know where all of this is coming from and I don't know how to deal with it. So I'm going to shut the fuck up, make sure that somebody that does know what they're doing is the one talking to this student. Because that is what is important. Not their fucking grades and not the place that they appear on the Times higher education list. They should care about the students far more beyond anything else. And court reports such as this one with Bristol University and Natasha are just continuing points that they don't care. And they really need to start. Because it's worrying. It's, it's disgusting that they don't do that. They should be working with people to make sure that students are looked after. That should be part of their primary function. Student well-being shouldn't just be something that is talked about every year when it's mental health month. I've seen people's ideas, seen universities' idea of mental health month to be putting up bouncy castle, to be having flash dances in places where people who may suffer from social anxiety do not have a route of escape. I've seen staff interaction for mental health day being a teepee and a few stores, a few stalls near a pond not acceptable. It never was. But we really need to start upping the goddamn game. Because right now, universities are failing. They're failing across the country in not putting in place the things that they need to to make sure that their students are protected. I say this as someone, again, who was a student and various universities, both at undergraduate and at masters, as a student advocate and student politician, someone who ran societies with an interaction on mental health, and as a member of staff in various departments within a university, someone who talked directly to the training staff for mental health. I'm not coming from one point of view as being some scorned student. I passed my exams fine. I was one of the ones who was lucky in how my interactions went. 
at least with certain people. Others were not that lucky. And it is disgraceful that that is still the case. One suicide is too much. Nearly 400 in the past few years is mind-boggling. And it can't continue. It can't be the case that that is something that we just let ride by. How many times have you heard about these students that have killed themselves? How many times have you heard of anything like that? Did you even know that university students committed suicide? Did you know anything about it? It's just unspeakable. In the last in the last four years, the statistics what I said of, of nearly 400 is over the past 10. In the last four years alone, 120 students have taken their own lives. That we know from 42 universities. 42 universities. 114 universities we have that we recognise as full universities on these listings. 67 the 59% do not hold the information on suicide. 42 universities have reported 120 in just since 2018. Just since 2018 alone. Not recording those past few years that, um, that takes us all the way up to the 400. Just since 2018, 120 from them. And five universities refuse to give their figures at all. Why? 120 deaths from 42 universities in four years. That's three deaths per university in four years of the ones that we know about. So that's nearly 400 over 10 years. That 120 in the past four years. These are from less than half Far less than half of the students that we even know about. Far less than half of the universities that can be bothered to make sure of their figures or that actually want their figures known. Those five universities that refuse to divulge their information should be fucking disgusted with themselves. They should want themselves to be held to account because they should want to fucking well improve. The fact that they don't is something that should be held over them as a sword of Damocles for the rest of time. It is abhorrent. I may seem like I am simply ranting on this subject. And to a point, I am. I'll admit that. But it's because I have God damn humanity left in me. I have never pretended to be a good person, a nice person, any of that. And yet I can still see that this is fucking wrong. I can still see that this is not something that we should be able to fucking interact with in 2022. And yet senior management staff in universities all over the country 
the welfare teams in universities all over the country, the student unions in those universities. Where the fuck is their humanity? Something needs to be done and we can't just keep talking about it. It needs to actually be done. It can't be like all the same shit that happens on mental health week, month. It can't be that. It can't be let's put some posters up and have some extra meetings and then it goes away. It needs to actually happen. It needs to happen. Because this right now it's not working. It's not enough. It does not do what it needs to. It is not fit for purpose. It is not acceptable. We need to make sure that something actually happens. Now there was a peak in around 2017-2018 and it did seem to go down. It's gone back up again. So whatever that blip was, it didn't stay for long. We need those numbers to plummet, not just plateau. There will be a resources link below for my resources for Answer the Challenge, which is where I deal with mental health uh, issues on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, various other things, um, as well as a link to my other uh, YouTube page, which you can also check out, where I talk about different things in mental health. I am not the final answer. I am nowhere near the final answer, and there are people way better qualified than I'm ever going to be. But I hope those resources can help you if you're struggling. And if you are struggling, please, someone does care. And know that it may not feel like they do. And I'm sure that you've convinced yourself of this by now. But someone does. And one, one message to that one person. And you'll see just how much they care for you. There's always another day. I'm speaking of someone who has been in that position in my life where I have not wanted to see the next day. There is always something there for you. I hope you can find something in it. The resources are there. And if you are someone that is worried about a friend, please also use those resources. Friend, family member. Maybe the universities have let you down in telling you there's a six-month waiting list. Whatever the hell it is, the resources are below for a very good reason so that you have somewhere to turn, whether that's for yourself, your family member, your friend. There is someone out there, I promise you. If you reach out, a hand will reach back. I'm going to have a, a lot of good podcast coming up where we talk about a lot of different issues there will occasionally be the solo ones from me still because I have subjects sometimes that I want to get off my chest as well as anything else if you would like me to talk to someone maybe you're a university maybe you're a university that I've mentioned you want to come on here and defend yourself 
we want to come on here and actually show that you're doing something which I pray is the actual response or whether you would like to appear and talk about something that you're very passionate about please let me know in the comments below there may be someone that you think is absolutely outstanding maybe a member of union maybe a president of society that just helps you maybe it's someone that is the reason you're still here there's a lecturer that you're just like you need to talk to this person you're amazing please leave it in the comments below because i would love to talk to those people as always please do like comment and subscribe it really does help the channel helps us get our word out there we talk to so many more people and try and help in the little way that we can or at least help the discussion move forward but until next time thank you so much for being with me today i will see you next time thanks everyone